Well, good evening, all. Here we are, another night with the Course of Love. We'll be in Chapter 8 in the first treatise, the treatise on the art of thought, and the Chapter 8 is Incarnation and Resurrection. So this should be nice, some great dialogue on these topics. Uh, and this evening we have Judy, Miguel, Yvonne, Bill, Gloria, and Lana in that order. And I'm, can I assume everyone's reading? Yes, me. Okay. Yes, I can read tonight. Yep. Good, good. So we got a nice, yeah, yep. a nice full chapter. What we guess, we might even get through the whole chapter because some of the paragraphs are quite small. Okay, so I'm going to catch my breath and just relax. Kind of center ourselves. Take a few deep breaths in. Go within. Feel the peace. Go from the mind into the heart. Connect them together in wholeheartedness. Feel the quietness. The stillness around us. The love. The sharing of oneness among us. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And just listen to these words. As we replace negative, unproductive thoughts with images of wellness, prosperity, order, and love, we participate in the healing of our total being. We visualize, believe in, and accept our good. Feel that. Feel that acceptance of our good. Replace all those negative, unproductive thoughts with images, wellness, prosperity, order, and love. Not a bad place to be. So, with that feeling within ourselves, we'll get going. And here we go. And as I said, the reading order is Judy, Miguel, Yvonne, Bill, Gloria, and Lana. And like I've said, every week we know by now our telephone etiquette is to you know, be muted when not speaking. Try not to step on each other's toes when you complete speaking, literally, <laughs> physically. And, uh, you know, when you're done, maybe say complete. So people know they can, you know, respond without, you know, cutting the person off. So what I'll do, just to give us a, a running start, getting going into Chapter 8, he told us last week when we were reading Suffering and the New Learning in Chapter 7, he said, You have advanced, taken steps, climbed into a new level, and inquired an ability to perceive differently in order to make this new learning possible. If you do not let what you have attained serve you, you will not realize what this new learning has been for. You may reach an ideal of human satisfaction and happiness, but you will not go beyond what is human. This is why we must speak now of being human in a new way, 
we must reconcile the differences between the human and the divine. We must, in other words, speak of incarnation. Judy, would you like to start us off? We'll do one paragraph each. If a paragraph is a one-liner, either before or after, just read it as we go along. Okay? So, Judy, you want to get us going? Okay, thank you. I was proclaimed to be the word incarnate, the union of the human and the divine, the manifestation of the will of God. I have told you that you are no different than I was. Now I call you to be no different than I am. Miguel? As a man, I suffered, died, and was buried. As who I am, I resurrected. I am the resurrection and the life. What I was in life was a manifestation in form of the will of God. Thus, thus, uh, thus too have you, have you been. God is the giver of life, and life is God's will. But with my resurrection, which was accomplished for all, the meaning of life, the reality of life, changed, though you have known this not. The great experiment in separation ended with the resurrection, though you have known this not. For the resurrection and life are now one in the same. Complete. Yvonne? Yes, thank you, Paul. That they are the same has not meant the automatic realization of this change of enormous proportions. The very nature of change is one of slow realization. Change occurs all around you every day without your realization of it. Only in retrospect are the greatest of changes seen. Thus the understanding of the truth of an historical event changes over time, and it may take a hundred or a thousand or even two thousand years for the real truth to be realized. Even though many versions of the truth have been accepted previously, there is only one truth. There was only one truth at the time the event or change took place, and there is only one truth in time or eternity, regardless of the variety of interpretations of the truth. (laughs) Pass. Bill? I have come to you now to reveal the one truth that has existed for the past 2,000 years without your comprehension of it. The nature of life changed with the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. So are you. As I know, as I no longer suffer the separation, you need no longer suffer the separation. Even though the resurrection return, not life, to the form I once occupy and return me to you and the form of the resurrected Christ who existed in all of you, bringing resurrection even unto your form. 
I become the world incarnate upon my resurrection rather than upon my birth. This will seem confusing given your definition of incarnation as the world made flesh. Flesh. You took this to mean that flesh took on the definition of the world of the Almighty when I become flesh and born to birth, but neither my birth nor my death were a consequence with the world as a world as I am. The world is life eternal. My resurrection brought about the world made flesh in each of you. You who have come after me are not as I was, but as I am. Let me read it again. You who have come after me are not as I was, but as I am. Does this not make sense? Even in your human terms of evolution, you are the resurrected and the life path. Okay. Um, how does this relate to your thinking? You have been reborn as God-man, as God and man united. The resurrection is the cause and effect of the union of the human and divine. This is accomplished. This is, in effect, the way in which the man Jesus became the Christ. This is, in effect, the way. I think, wow, that we stopped here on six. Because these six, first six paragraphs are quite powerful. And the question, how does this relate to your thinking? He was right out there asking us to think of what he just said in these opening six paragraphs. Oops. The open. Well, I'd, I'd like to jump in here. As Miguel, Miguel was reading paragraph two, <clears throat> there was something there that I could have seen, I'd, I'd say, any time, but it, it didn't jump through for me clearly as it did now. You know, later on he speaks about um, human and, and the divine being one. But the sentence he says... <clears throat> But with my resurrection, which was accomplished for all, the meaning of life, the reality of life changed, though you have known this not. The great experiment of separation ended with the resurrection, though you know this not. What jumped out to me at this point in time was Jesus being in form, being in the elevated self of form, I guess I would say, um, following or as a result of the resurrection is what has made that elevated self of form available for us to be aware of it, to discover, to recognize that this is our path. 
that, um, you know, over the years I've said, well, he just showed that life continues on. But the, the message of the elevated self of form or that we can exist in form and continue on in life um, following the resurrection. It just hit me a little differently tonight, and I really appreciate that. I just see how that that ties into uh, paving the way for the elevated true self of four. Thanks. Thanks for reading that, Miguel. I'm complete. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Thank Thank you, Bill. Bill. Yeah, thank you, Reverend Bill. Yeah, I... I kind of had the same um, experience as Miguel was reading that. It's um, just that remembrance that um, I don't have to uh, drop my body uh, to experience the elevated self of form. I can be awake um, within this lifetime, you know, if I choose it, and. Um, and I think of that being the greatest gift. It, it was a gift for all, as he mentioned, as he says here. It was a gift um, in that knowledge that um, nothing that Jesus accomplished during his life is beyond any of us. Uh, again, it's just um, our ignorance of that. But now we're coming to know. We're welcoming in the new. <laughs> um, and however, you know, that shows up for us and we welcome it. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like that as well. Uh, thanks for pointing that out, Bill. Yeah. Thank you, Lana. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Lana. Yeah, for me, this, um, this chapter is like the center of the entire book. If not for this, what is said, if not for, as Bill is pointing out, if not for 8.2, what is said, what is revealed in 8.2, none, nothing, the Course of Miracles and the Course of Love has no reason to be at all. Everything is based on this, what we are talking about right now in, in point two, life totally Life in the universe changed. The nature of life changed the moment Jesus was resurrected. And therefore, from that time on, we were born, everyone, he says, everyone who was born after Jesus, from that moment onwards, from the time of the resurrection, was born differently than he would have been born if not for the resurrection. He was born as a resurrected being already. In other words, from the time of his resurrection, Life and resurrection is the same thing. The one who is living is also resurrected, in other words. That is what he says has been the truth, and you have not realized this all this time. It's taken you 2,000 years to realize this. Of course, he had just revealed it to us. This was not revealed even in the Course of Miracles. Uh, This was not at all apparent there. Here it is. So, yeah, this is absolutely powerful, and the, and, and, the, and the implications of that, that we are already 
the, the Christ in every way possible. Everyone who was born was born as Christ from that moment onward. And then he went into, as the Bible tells us, he went into the land of the dead, however they put it, uh, to release all that all those souls who were born before him and had died, he released them also. And so they also became Christ, you know, posthumously. And that's that's why he had to go to the to that whatever it's called. Uncomplete. Thank you, Miguel. Thank you. Gosh, when you think about it, that's when we started to mark time. You know, how amazing is that that uh, the time, at least in the Western world, is marked by um, when Christ was born. <laughs> you know, so it's um, momentous in so many ways. Yeah, Nana, he used to call it the A.D. after Christ, right? Yeah. Now they say, yeah. now it's the common era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there's that great line in 6, I keep looking at it, and I highlighted it years ago. The resurrection is the cause and effect of the union of the human and divine. That just, wow. The human and the divine. This is accomplished. This is, in effect, the way in which the man Jesus became Christ. This is, in effect, the way. The way for all of us. It's the union. How much, that word that we read so often in so many of these paragraphs, the union. The union of and divine. This goes so deep for me. Hmm. Yeah, you know, my little ego self is saying, sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to admit it. You know, it's like there's some knowing within and it feels good. And then you, for me anyway, then I say, sure. When I fall back into my egoic or whatever you want to call it, to my doubting or my questioning state. But then there's always something good or bad, that makes me stand up and say, wait a second, no, 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 no. There's a knowing even deeper. The truth is there. No matter what I see, these human eyes or feel with this human body, there is the divine. That's who I am. That's who we are. And it feels mighty good. I can hold to that state in my heart. Yeah. I'm complete. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. That was beautiful. Thank you, Paula. Uh, this is Gloria. <clears throat> Thinking about um, the resurrection that I accomplished when I 
realize my separation of myself from God. In that moment, I will resurrect it. I don't need to leave my body. I can do it, and this time as a form, accept, accept my relationship, my connection, my union with the power of God in me. And I can say I am resurrected in this time. Like you say, Paula, you look, ego will say, yeah. My, the ego and mine will say, are you crazy? You need to die to resurrect it. But I know I know that I am accepting myself, first of all. My, my divine is what I am open. I'm open to, to that, to, to learn, to, uh, to relearn, to remember who I am. So, yeah, I was resurrected. Oh, I am resurrected right now in union with all I'm complex I'd like to add something thanks Gloria that was absolutely bang on yeah the item that just came up for me was uh, all on this call have read through A Course of Love and you might recall the way of Mary, where Jesus has pointed out, we may even be seeing, hearing this in a few moments, but Jesus pointed out that his mother <clears throat> attained the resurrection without going through death, that she was rec- resurrected in life. And he also says, he is also telling us later on that <clears throat> That is the way he wants us to resurrect. That's the way that he's letting us know is possible for us. That is our means of resurrecting, as his mother did. So I just wanted to plant that seed in this discussion for now, as he's assuring this is, this is our journey. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you for planting that seed. Thank you. Yeah. You know, there's a, a holiday, or I shouldn't, a sacred holy day in the Catholic Church which celebrates Mary's yes. assumption um, into heaven, body and all. I mean, she didn't even have to go through what we would call a death of a body. She just had a yes. straight ticket, straight up, you know. Yes. And, um, and I, you know, and the other thing that came to mind when you brought up Mary, Bill, was... Um, her words when I believe it was the angel Gabriel, you know, the Annunciation where she found out she was going to be the mother of God. And she said, let it be done unto me according to thy will. And I think I was sharing with a group on Monday night about that. I mean, in that culture at that time to be an unwed mother was quite... (laughs) was quite a label that, in fact, I think many times they were stoned to death, you know, for and for her just to so naturally, just of course, 
let it be done unto me according to thy will. I just marvel at the strength and and, and um, the certainty of her faith. You know, it's certainly something, the way of Mary would certainly be something I would aspire to be, uh, if for no other reason than the power of the, her faith. Um, I'm complete. Thank you. Hey, thank you for that, Lana. Thank you for bringing yeah, thanks, Lana. that up. Yeah, that was good. And, yeah, thank you. Yeah, the, uh, this is Yvonne real quick. I mean, this is off to the side, but maybe we could do it at the end, or if someone is familiar, we could do it now. I never grew up Catholic, so I don't, I'm not, I'm not religious, quote-unquote, organized religion now, but I don't know anything about this concept of Mary a resurrecting in life. Um, is there some? Is, are there some chapters in the Bible that actually talk about that? Some way that I could just get my hand a little bit, and get my get my mind around that a little bit more. Um, if anybody knows anything, maybe at the end you could uh, could stay on. You could tell me or something. But yeah, that's bothered me, or not bothered me, but it's been on my mind for many years. Whenever someone speaks about Mary resurrecting uh, without dying, and I just would like to get something else for my own self to know. Mm. Yeah, it's very little said about Mary in the Bible in the New Testament. Very little. Mm -hmm. I think um, the wedding she came in. I loved her. It was her final words that she was quoted as saying in the Bible, where she said. Just do whatever he asked you to do, <laughs> and I thought, well, that's a, that's a, a good advice for all of us. Just do whatever he says to do. <laughs> Complete. But um, Mari's book on Mary, um, on the Marys, is good a source as any, Yvonne. But I read it, and it doesn't cover her ascension. She's speaking to Mari now. And it's Mary and Mary, you know, because um, I, I read it with a group. Um, but it doesn't go to the ascension directly, you know, where there's an explanation. It's, it might be um, in the catechism, the Catholic catechism. They probably yeah. go into Mary a lot more. Yeah, and yeah. look for that book, the Catholic catechism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mary is celebrated all over the world, you know, particularly South America. And it is very Catholic, very Christian Catholic. And her ascension, I think it's coming up in August, Ascension Thursday, I forgot what day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Because I know the Protestants don't even recognize Mary to any great extent. So that's where you best bet, uh, Yvonne, maybe in a library, the Catholic Catechism books. I was not raised Catholic. I was raised in the Christian or in the Methodist faith. Um, And so there was no information that I was aware of in terms of the expulsion that that you've just shared about. And yeah. so thank you for, for the input there in that regard. But here, here's another aspect of that that I'm looking at in this whole discussion. Uh, as I've 
looked at the different writings about Mary here in A Course of Love, I've been under the impression that um, that she attained the resurrection while still in the body that I had not thought of it as having occurred during, say, an event called the expulsion, that instead, just in the nature of her living and her being, she awakened to and knew of the resurrection and that and that that's what he's encouraging all of us to see. So maybe I've missed that boat, but um, I've been on the impression that, that she had attained the resurrection and thus she was able to guide Jesus along those lines in his life. That's what I've gotten from just focusing on a course of love in that regard, or that's what I've done with that, I would say. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Bill. I just yeah. think the question was asked. I would like to add something to whatever I know about about Mary. I was raised a Catholic. The Feast of the Assumption is on the 15th of August, and um, so the so the it's one of the it's one of the holy days of of the Catholic Church. You have to go to to church on that day. Um, mm-hmm. And it's uh, and the Catholics would obviously inspired by the Holy Spirit to do this because no one else, no one else uh, reveres that. So you know that Mary, as as uh, Thomas said, Mary was raised body and soul into heaven. She, in other words, her body did not rot. In other words, her body just again was just 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 disappeared. Um. Um. And Miguel, let me add, they, 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 they say because they've never in all this time found any remains or anything that would represent that she, the body was buried anywhere. I remember hearing yeah. that as a child. Yeah. But there is a book, if anybody's really interested in Mary, there is a book. It is called, uh, the, it's called The Mystical City of God. It was given to a nun, uh, St. Mary of Agrida in Spain, in the, I think, like, 14th century or 16th century, something like that, forgot. Um, so this book is four huge volumes, uh, The Mystical City of God, but and if you go to buy the volumes, it costs more than $100. But you can get the same book exactly trans- in the best translation I have seen mm-hmm. in English for only two dollars as an ebook from Amazon. But you must get the one if you're really interested. Get the one, the number of translations from the Spanish. But this one, which is the easiest, very simple, is by the Catholic Society. This is um, at Amazon. The, it's an e-book, just two dollars it costs. But anyway, that book is entirely all the four volumes are entirely about Mary, the whole history of Mary from before she was conceived even. In, my, in the whole history, the whole thing is about Mary, and uh, and so it was given to this woman through this woman by Mary and Jesus, you know, in that century and just. Did we lose Miguel? 
I'm sorry, I think I, I touched a button for a moment. You tried. Uh, Thanks, Miguel. So, so, so I, I, I just want to say that um, it's all about Mary. And so there, I, especially when looking for this, because when I when when he says in this in this chapter in this chapter that Mary resurrected, it's it's on the next page. It's in a, in a couple pages down. Uh, I said there's no there's a teaching, yeah, but there is no. In fact, even the Catholic they don't say they never. I have never seen them use the word resurrected, but assumed into heaven. So I said. So I was I got really curious to find out where is there any reference to that before. This is a revelation he gives here in this book. So I've been looking for it and uh, I I read that book just certain parts because I was looking for it. it's a huge book and this is how it is described in that book. Mary herself describes this how it happened. So she at was the end of her life she, she you know she was the leader of this disciples and she's you know they were totally revered her and they used to be around her like uh, around around Jesus listening to her teachings and praying together and all that so when it was time to leave uh, it was a huge thing all the apostles uh, disciples were called from all over the world because they were in different parts of the of the world at that time in, uh, Rome and many other places so they were all called back and some of them were brought there, according to the book, miraculously. They just appeared, you know, miraculously. They came from Rome to, to that place without actually having to travel. And then when all of them were there, she gave her last instructions and she uh, lays down. She gives them uh, on the couch, start off, and on the, on, the, on the shroud that they used to use at that time. And she gives all the instructions and she just... Uh, Leaves. So the body is there. And then the instruction to give her, she had trained two women. Nobody was supposed to touch her body. Uh, only those two women. And even they were not supposed to touch actually her body. So uh, what those women do, they, they just fold that, uh, that, uh, that shroud, you know, backwards on her body. So she's, she's lying on the shroud. Uh, no, like a sandwich, you know, on both sides. And then they lift that, they lift the, the body by the shroud without touching her actual body, you know, at both ends, to take to a special room where she was, she was, she was laid, for, you know, on that, in that room. For, she was there for about three days or something, and then the body just disappeared. Uh, but what they report is when they lifted the body, then the two women were by holding on to the two ends of that folded shroud. It was that they could see the body, the outline, everything, the silhouette, everything, the outline was there, but it was like it had no weight. In other words, the, the shroud weighed as much as the shroud with the body inside. So that's what the women report. So mm. uh, she had left and, and then three, three days and then they left the body there and they came around to and all that, and within three days the body was gone as well. And, and um, Mary uh, tells her, reveals to her that um, um, that Jesus had offered her to just resurrect, you know, ascend like him, you know, 
and just 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 disappeared. Uh, but she says, she said to him, "No, I, I will not, I will not do something that you did not do. In other words, you went through death, and so I am going to go the same way." So she went to, you know, but her death was like this: just lay down and just touch it. And um, uh, and there's another very interesting story from that, which I found stunning. So when Jesus was, according to that. To that revelation, when Jesus was born, he was not born to the regular channels. He just appeared. Uh, the baby just appeared. Uh, th- th- there were two archangels in assistance, Ra- Gabriel and Raphael, or something, and um, they they he just appeared in your hand. This baby, <laughs> the baby was talking, and the baby is so excited, so beside himself. Or having been, having you know, having a body, he is so grateful to the woman who gave him the body through her flesh, gave him flesh. This is God now, and 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 so she says, "I will give you anything you want. I will give you anything you want, uh, you know, in return for this for this gift you have given me of flesh." Uh, and um, uh, oh, and and then the next thing he says. Uh, I want you to become, uh, because of this gift you have given me, I want you to become like me, like I am. Exactly the words that I used here, that you just read. I want you to become like me. And her response, immediately her response is, elevate me, Lord. The word elevate. She says, she immediately responds to this child, elevate me, make me like you. And so, uh, from the way I understand, and uh, her, her elevation of the self performed started from that point on. And then she reported in the same book when she laid her body down at uh, 74. She had been here 74 years, but she had not aged one day past 30. Um, so that is what I remember from that book. And um, also in connection with that, I, w- uh, I want to relate something else which I find fascinating. When when Jesus, resu- uh, I mean, when when Helen asked the question to Jesus after the course was given, was there a physical resurrection? Remember, it says uh, Jesus says to her, they tried to bury a body, but there was nothing left to bury. That reminds me exactly of what these women are reported to when they lifted the, the shroud. There was a shroud, there was apparently a body there, but there was no weight to that body at all. It was like nothing. So these two are very similar. And the last thing I want to say is, uh, this is the important point he's making in this 8.5. Uh, even though the resurrection returned not life to the form I once occupied, he's saying... I did not elevate form. He's saying to us that I did not experience elevated self or form. Mary did that. I didn't do it. Um, it says it, it, eternal life to me. That's why. That's why he tells us I am not the model for your resurrection. Mary is. Uh, so that's all I'm going to say. Thank you. Oh, Miguel, that was. Oh, thank oh, you so thank much you for that. Wow. <clears throat>
Mm-hmm. You know, Miguel, I never remember it being referred to as resurrection either, but the light body that Jesus assumed after his resurrection, um, you know, perhaps that kind of body is what um, Mary had when it, it was like, um, you know, when he ascended, he didn't need any kind of body, but um, while he was on earth appearing after his resurrection, he had a body, but it was um, like a light body. But, but they always referred to it in the church as her assumption, the assumption. They, rather, with Jesus, it was the ascension. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but are you sure? I, I'd love to find that book that you referenced because I think that would just be fascinating to read. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and the catechism yeah, would be good, too, to yeah, get the company <laughs> What did you say? You can yeah. get the e-book? Yeah, e-book. Just $2. $2. The Mystical City of God. The Mystical? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. City of God. Now, this is not a bridge or anything. It's a whole four volumes. Wow. Oh. In modern translation. And you must buy the one, I suggest, uh, by the Catholic Society. That's the best one. The others, yeah. I, don't, I don't like yeah. Very simple to understand. Lana, I I would, was thinking the same as you were just saying just now that if if she, if her assumption, her leaving as she did, it sounds very much like <clears throat> what Jesus was speaking about when when he said he made the comment. He said, "Don't touch me as yet, because I'm not completely. I'm not completed, or I'm not." I've not completely ascended or whatever whatever he was implying there. It sounds like this is the type of thing that Mary went through as well in that regard. And Miguel, um, did you say that the name of the book is The Sacred City of God? No, no, no The Mystical City of God. Mystical, mystical City of God. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, Miguel. I see volume two looks like it's the one that talks about Mary. Is that right? Volume two. Yeah, that's possible. But no, so the, the whole... It's four volumes, four, so... Four volumes are all about Mary. Everything is about yeah, Mary. Yeah, that's it. So, I see it right here on Amazon. Okay, well, that's great, Miguel. Thank you so much. Now, did I hear correctly that the original writing of that was in Spanish? Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, somebody, somebody around here might be able to help me out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, truthfully, I mean, you go down, I mean, and Gloria knows this from Mexico. Mother Mary is revered, like, throughout all the, you know, Spanish uh, countries. Mother Mary is you know, there's Jesus and God, but Mother Mary is like, mm-hmm. you know, and then even, you know, here they have, you know, on Assumption Thursday, they do parades in the street. Uh, in cert- they did in certain, you know, very Italian Catholic areas. And you would drape, they drape flower, like a flower cape over the statue. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, and I always wondered, you know, uh, and... My grandmother was Orthodox, and they never mentioned Mary. And then I had, you know, Protestant friends, and Mary's never even mentioned. And, 
you know, I always said, like, why not? <laughs> you know, being raised Catholic, you know, like, and I pray to Mother Mary all the time. Mother Mary's my guide. You know, she's that female voice I want to hear in my head. Yeah. The wonder, you know, how man has interpreted so many different things that have brought to us in so many different ways, you know? Boom. Interpreted by man. Anyway, thank you, Miguel. You were so informative. I, I appreciate you in so many ways. Amen. Amen, amen. So let's continue reading. What do you say, guys? I'm in. Okay, we'll start from the top. Judy, you want to start us off with seven? Okay. Just give me a second here. Okay. Now, how could one man's resurrection... Just a second. There we go. How could one man's resurrection be the way or even a way? How can resurrection provide a path or example for you to follow? You must see the link between resurrection and incarnation. The link between resurrection and the birth of the God-man. Miguel? Thank you. The heart and mind joined in union accomplish the reunion of the separated self with God. Resurrection was evidence of this accomplishment. It laid aside death's claim and with it the claim of all that is temporary. The resurrection was witnessed as the proof required, much as proof has been offered to you now in the form of miracles. How could one rise from the dead and others not follow? Illusion is the death you need but arise from. Arise and awaken to your resurrected self. There is no longer a Godhead to follow into paradise. Take not the example of any of these and know instead the example of woman, of Mary, Mother of God. Wow. That's what I was referring to in this book. Thank you. Um, what is a mother but she who incarnates, makes spirit flesh through her own flesh, makes spirit flesh through union that you have in your version of creation made it necessary for woman to join with man in order for new life to come forth is but another example of how your memory of creation was made to serve what you would have come to be. The separated self could not exist in separation and so created a way in which other separated forms, excuse me a minute, in which other separated forms could come into existence and live with you in separation. 
that you recognize union as a prerequisite to creation is proof of your memory's tenacity and the failure of illusion to completely rid you of what you know. The virgin, <clears throat> the virgin birth was thus a necessary step in the reclaiming of the real act of creation. <clears throat> the bringing forth of the new thought, union with the divine true self. Whether you believe the virgin birth was reality or myth, matter not, as myths and reality have no concrete distinction and the illusion within which you live. In other words, you live as much as by myth as by truth, and myth often more accurately reflects the truth than what you will call real. This is not a call, however, to embrace myth, but to embrace the truth path. Monitor 12 and 13 and 14 and 15. Okay. Um, Mary is called upon now as the myth to end all myths, where in this example, life alone is the key to the riddle provided. You are each called to return to your virgin state to a state unaltered by the separation, a state in which what is begotten is begotten through union with God. It is from this unaltered state that you are free to resurrect as I resurrected. It is through the Blessed Virgin Mary's resurrection in form that the new pattern of life is revealed. The new pattern of life is the ability to resurrect in form, the ability to resurrect in life, the ability to resurrect now. Um, Thus is the glory that is yours returned to you in life rather than in death. Wow. Judy, you want to continue? Okay. The male provided the manifestation or the effect of the cause created by the female in the virgin birth. My mother Mary was responsible for the incarnation of Christ Christ in me, as I am responsible for the incarnation of Christ in you. This union of the male and female is but union of the parts of yourself expressed in form and story expressed, in other words, in a visual pattern that aids your understanding of the invisible. It is one more demonstration of the union that returns you to your natural state. It is one more demonstration of cause and effect being one in truth. It is one more demonstration of what needs to occur now, in this time, in order for the truth of the resurrection to be revealed and lived. Miguel, you want we have, to finish up? Okay, go ahead. Miguel, you want to finish up with that last paragraph? Yeah. Uh, we have talked thus far of union of the heart and mind. 
Let's just think that this union is not all-encompassing. We will reflect a moment here on how the art of thought brings all you have seen as parts of the self, such as the male and female conception and action, inspiration and manifestation, together into the whole heart. Well, well it's clear to me where it's going. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> wow. Wow. For years I've <clears throat> for years I've smiled at that statement at the top of page three twenty seven. <clears throat> where it says that that <clears throat> Our, our action of creating birth, if you will, through the union of male and female, <clears throat> page 227, I'm sorry, <clears throat> that we have thought of the, the union of the male and the female is what brings forward the birth. And as he's saying here, that this is our memory's tenacity and the failure of illusion to completely rid you of what you know. The deep within we know that we are created, that we have been created, and it is something different than what we have thought of as the union of male and female um, uh, in birth as we have seen it. Um, I've been fascinated every time I've read that line. Um, and, And... now we get to bathe in that. We get to bask in that light as we discuss the rest of this material here and what he's showing here. When he, he's speaking here of our, we need to have our virgin birth or recognize our virgin birth as our true creation and that being our creation as an idea of God, an idea in the mind of God. Are we ready for that? Yeah. But you know that last line in 13, it is through the Blessed Virgin Mary's resurrection in form that the new pattern of life is revealed. So I think it was said, I don't know who said it early on, that's what's expected of us in the new. Yes that we resurrect in form, not to death. Oh, yes. Yes. It reminds uh, me... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, go on, go on. Yeah, just uh, quick. It reminds me of that conversation Jesus had with Nicodemus where he was trying to explain to him that one has to be born again, um, born of the Spirit. It's like uh, going back to our original virgin state before that idea of separation ever entered our minds and we believed Mm -hmm. in it. So, um, Mm -hmm. always going back to the beginning. Yeah. Miguel, you had something to say? Yeah, we're just going to, yeah, I'm just going to add to what you said in what you pointed to, that it is through Mm -hmm. Blessed Virgin Mary's Resurrection in form. That's very important because in uh, 
eight point um, what I showed earlier in eight point uh, five, he says he didn't do it in form. So she did. Mary did it differently than what he did. In 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 mm-hmm. in eight point five, he says even though the resurrection returned not life to the form I once occupied, but in Mary's case, it returned life to the. I mean, it brought life to the form. That's that's very important point he's making, and that's why Jesus yeah. is not the example for our resurrection, but Mary is only Mary. Yeah. And the other thing is, his incarnation. That's the point he has made earlier, in eight point five. His incarnation did not happen at birth. His incarnation happened at the resurrection. That's the other mm. very important uh, revelation he he gives us here in this course of love. That so far we always have believed in every Christian church, Christian teaching that that incarnation was birth because that's the meaning in English incarnation, uh, in the flesh becoming, um, I mean God becoming flesh. But he says no, that's not true. My incarnation happened at the resurrection, not at birth, and not at the crucifixion. The two things it didn't, it happened mm. all at, at at the resurrection. I'm complete. Wow. Thank you. And that is a virgin birth that we are asked to accept. That uh, again, that's another point. Uh, this uh, what uh, what uh, Bill was pointing to. I think. See, uh, uh, I want to point to something here. The virgin eight point eleven. The virgin birth was thus a necessary step in the reclaiming of the real act of creation, the bringing forth of the new through union with the divine self. In other words, the real creation does not happen from the union of male and female. That is, that is, that's the way it appears, as he point, as Bill was pointing out here in 8.10. But the real creation happens only with union with God. That is what that the, the 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 virgin birth of Jesus was uh, was designed to prove to show that to show that that, uh, that I, I I'm just like you as he said in, in in chapter six here you can see that I'm exactly like you you cannot make any argument that I'm different from you except that I was born for virgin the point of that was to show that you are like me. That you, in spite of the fact that you seem to be born of man and um, man and woman, you were born really. He's saying a woman and God, or God and woman. The man is just to show in the third dimension. That's what that's the point he's making here. That's why all of us, he's telling, he said it somewhere else. All of you are virgin births. All of you, all of your immaculate conceptions. And again, he he was. His story of Mary and Jesus was just to prove the point about all of us, that which, which we have refused to accept. So that's why he's telling us to accept our, our virgin birth, which is the fact that, our, that we, our creation has never been altered by anything that we did or didn't do or whatever. I'm complete. You just turned organized religion on its head with that statement. You know, think about it. This is what you're saying rings with such truth and what he's saying here. But you know what I've learned, and I think we've all learned, you know, comes Christmas, comes, oh, you know, 
I'm what going. I'm, Oops. Go ahead. Yeah, what I'm reflecting on is <clears throat> recalling early on in the Course of Miracles. I, I believe it was in the Perception versus Knowledge section in Chapter Three of the FIP edition, where where he spoke of us attaining the state of true perception. And then he says, then he makes a point somewhere there or somewhere early in the book that the last step is taken by God. And so I'm sitting here wondering if this if this statement. The complete resurrection, us having having desired that and, and longed for that and wanted that, is that last step that's taken by God that was referred to in A Course in Miracles, uh, which would perhaps correspond to what we're speaking of here about um, this, this resurrection is happens with God. Um, so I'm I'm looking at that and just uh, saying is that that the link that 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 Jesus is showing us throughout both of these books as far as this the unfolding the resurrection that we are all assured to do we are we will accomplish we will, we or it has been accomplished for us as as Jesus is saying here. Um, I may be meandering or, or <laughs> hope I'm making sense or raising some questions in all this, but I, I just um, am really appreciating this time, this, this opportunity to us have this dialogue as we are having now on all of this. Um, just getting that this perhaps is, well, this is most likely what he has been telling us about that final step being our knowing, knowing God, and through that, knowing all and being all. The resurrection bringing us to that. And I, I still am looking at this question. Uh, are we, from your reading or what we're discussing, are you, is everybody of the mind that Mary attained the resurrection when she attained the, or had the assumption? Or is it possible that she had attained the resurrection still in the full being of life, a full being uh, um, before even Jesus had attained, had attained the resurrection. So I'm still sitting with that question. Thank you. I'm complete. Mm. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, good question. You know, in Choose Only Love, I think, um, uh, I think Jesus... Uh, when he's talking about his mother, um, I think he does say that she was born awake. You know, she was born totally awake, and her life was um, was lived from that um, perspective. So, and I and, and one other thought about 
this whole procreation bit, um, I was what came to mind was that um, really there was no um, procreation between a man and a woman um, until after the fall. You know, after I mean, God created Adam and then He created Eve from a rib. You know, so the myth goes. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until after the fall and their expulsion from the Garden of Eden that Cain and Abel were born. And, um, you know, so uh, that um, that was like maybe part of, I don't know, it just seems like it, it was an interesting fact um, from the perspective that um, it wasn't until after the fall or the separation that, um, you know, that um, creating humans was, uh, was, was the was the job of God before the fall? <laughs> you know, man and woman and body didn't get involved in it. I'm complete. Well, that makes sense to me, Lana. Uh, yeah. And, Sounds, yeah. And even the physical birth that has occurred throughout the history of mankind is. Can we say now that that this is part of this symbolic um, myth out, the symbolic myth, or this dream that we have put together? Very likely. Like it could be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, part of the illusion. I mean, we had to make a pretty convincing story, didn't we? Yeah. Wow. Gave us the power to create, and we went wild. (laughs) (laughs) We we did go a bit wild. That's sure. Next step was was Babylon. This is Gloria. I think the Catholic priest or in that time the Christian Catholic politicians, I will call them, um, they didn't know when Mary, Mother Mary died physically and and they command in the years 1600 um, a painter that I study <clears throat> in my classes, his name was Michael Angel Caravaggio. He was a French guy. And <clears throat> they gave him a commission to paint Mother Mary carried by some people in, a, in, in some kind of bed or something. And <clears throat> he painted the feet of Mary, dirty. And they called this painting the dirty feet. They were mad at him, but they left the painting is hanging in, I believe it's hanging in Paris. I didn't see it when I was there. But um, very interesting. <clears throat> they, they make a myth of that because being a Catholic, I don't remember the priest, 
they never talk about how she mar- how she died or or where or anything of that nature. So it was interesting to see them painting the dirty feet by Michael Michelangelo Caravaggio. Incomplete. That is a different Michelangelo than yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There are many paintings of old masters of the Assumption of Mary. That was um, a theme that, um, uh, like you said, um, uh, it it created more myths. And then, you know, when when was the Bible actually put together and the books decided which ones to include and which ones to not include? And, um, you know, it's... uh, I'm so glad for A Course in Miracles and A Course in Love, and it just uh, clears up so much, you know. Certain things, you know, that you'd read and, um, you know, it just didn't make any sense, you know, a loving God and, and a vengeful God and, you know, all all this other crazy stuff from the Old Testament. And and um, so it really, at least for me, it, brought, it brings so much clarity and divine logic to everything. <laughs> so anyway, I'm complete. I'm with I'm with you, Lana. And it was like four hundred years after Christ's death they started putting the Bible together. Now they're finding sections of it that had not been included. I forgot you know all man's interpretation. Individuals. Thank you, Lana. Thank you, Paula. And that's very very well said, Lana. I'm in full agreement with you on that. Thank you, Bill. I used to buy art for the Catholic Church in the previous life, and um, it was just really interesting. You know, when I had to commission a painting of Jesus, you know, the uh, Redemptorists wanted a triumphant Jesus and the Franciscans wanted a loving Jesus and the Jesuits wanted an intellectual Jesus. You know, they all had, they all had, oh, and the Salesians wanted a suffering Jesus. You know, they all had their own little images of, um, of Jesus and what it should look like. At one time they sent me, uh, a picture of an NFL quarterback to use as a model for Jesus. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. And then I remember getting one letter from this nun telling me that this painting of Mary, Mary looked too Jewish. <laughs> that cracked me up. <laughs> Mary looks too Jewish. I said, well, you know, after all, she, she didn't was, really she was. want to read. <laughs> she was Jewish. She was Jewish, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I right. know, I know. Apparently that nun didn't realize it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Judy, are you with us? It's so quiet this evening. Hello. <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm just listening. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, this is a very interesting evening. I love this dialogue we've had tonight. And Miguel, I can just 
You amaze me with your world of knowledge. You are an amazing man. <laughs> no, no. I only know what I'm interested in. Uh, you know, in response to uh, what uh, a question that Bill, Bill posed uh, earlier, uh, it's very clear to me, Bill, that Mary resurrected much before Jesus. And in life, she, she was the way we asked to be in life. That's what Jesus resurrected at at one point, you know, in in the in the in the grave, uh, I mean, in the tomb. So, but but she had already she was already resurrected. It shows here. I'm see see see. There are three lines here which uh, which uh, talk about that the creation that is. The, the, the first line of age 11, the virgin, the virgin birth was thus a necessary step in the reclaiming of the real act of creation, the bringing forth of the new through union with the divine self. That is what Mary did. Again, he's referring to that in 8.13. Uh, state unaltered by the separation. A state in which what is begotten is begotten through union with God. No man, woman involved here. And again, the same point made in 8.16. My mother Mary was responsible for the incarnation of Christ in me. So she was already um, resurrected. <laughs> Otherwise she could not have incarnated. So, you know, so, so it's obvious that she was resurrected living as an elevated self or form, which is why she's an example for us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so true, Miguel. You know, in fact, in the Catholic Church, they have uh, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and that really points to Mary being born without original sin, Um, and that's why she was the Immaculate Conception. You know, it didn't have anything to do with Jesus' birth. It had to do with her birth coming into this world without, um, you know, the um, original sin like the rest of us poor schmucks, so... Um, and that again only the Catholics came in no the Catholics right right (laughs) only the Catholics come on (laughs) but it just points to what Miguel is saying too and what it says here that she was was awake from the get go you know Mm -hmm. that was good Lana I just want to thank you you're bringing so much material that I had not come across from any study in Catholicism. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it, it is very sweet to see this. And I, I just, as, as we're just carrying this discussion, imagine this, if you will. Jesus has found that he has, can truly trust his mother, that his mother has only told him the truth always. And she's told him about the resurrection, what the, what the resurrection looks like, um, not so much in, let's say, a, a physical connotation, but just describe the nature of the resurrection of being one with God, knowing your oneness with God, and that she has raised him with that awareness. And so here comes... Uh, Jesus along in the, the, the Garden of Gethsemane, as the Bible speaks about it, where, where there's the, mount, the, the statement where he says, 
if if I could pass this cup, let me do that. I'm, I know I'm paraphrasing it, but but in effect, in that moment, I just envisioned him having this ego thought: What's going on? What am I? What am I signed up to? And then, within an instant, he says, "Not my will, but Thy will be done," and just he completely accepts what's unfolding. Now we hear him speaking about that he died as a man in the crucifixion, and yet the resurrection is what has come through as a result of that. This, I've, just, I've just painted this picture that I carry and savor in, in looking at this scenario as we've gotten from this material in the course of love. And I, I just so appreciate it, and I appreciate us having this night to have this discussion in this regard. When I saw we were going to be doing incarnation and resurrection, my heart leaped <laughs> for that reason. Just, just for, for what we've yeah, gone through is, tonight. Yeah, this is great dialogue tonight, ladies and gentlemen, really. Well, thank you, everyone. It's been lovely. Yeah. We are a mighty group, I must say. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is Yvonne. Thank you so much. When I read this before, I had made some notes, a lot of questions, explanation point, explanation point. <laughs> no questions today. Oh, there we true. go. So yeah. you were meant to be here tonight, Yvonne. No coincidence. No, it's always how it is. It's amazing. <laughs> but now I feel like I want to go, I'm going to certainly look at what uh, Miguel, the book Mary, uh, he talked about with Mary. <clears throat> Also, I'm thinking about Luther and and you know, how the whole Protestantism developed and how they, you know, they squashed a lot of this stuff. So yeah. that would be interesting to find out if there's a book where they discuss that, you know, taking yeah. out Mary, this thing of Mary and me. Anyway, it's all it's really opened up my mind for a lot of investigation, and so I'm very happy and to be here. Then you you have to share that with us eventually. All that what you find out. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see. So, but, um, okay, I'm complete. You know, you know, here we are, of course, of love, but every every time we come together, the floor is open to just dialogue, that sharing from within. I mean, you know, yes, we follow the chapter, we, you know, dialogue on it, but this platform is to share anything that brings knowledge or truth to us as a group, so... You know, everyone's welcome. You know, here yeah. is you know comes Miguel and starts talking about this other book. You know, and and something else somebody sells reads. It's, this is why we come together. We learn from each other by sharing in pure dialogue. Yes. Oh, yeah. I agree, Paula, and thank you, Paula, for facilitating this every week. It's such a gift to us. Thank you. Oh no, it takes. All of us. It's the oneness of us. I just dial the phone. <laughs> we we make it up. It's who we are. Yeah, I appreciate all of you. Yeah, without you, we I certainly appreciate you. Now I appreciate all of you. And I'm going to say good night from the East Coast. So yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Looking forward to 
Have a good night. Yvonne, yeah. Yvonne we're not far from the way of Mary and the way of Jesus in our daily reads. Yeah. That's around the corner. So, oh, good. Thanks, everyone. Good night, all. Miguel? Good night, good night everybody. Good night. Okay. Hey, I love you. Love you all. Love you all. Thank you. Bye now.